Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? Fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not go out and hand check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome on into episode 72 here on the Hooper's Log. It is Tuesday, February 16th, 2016. And as you can hear, I sound like pure death. I feel like pure death. And thankfully, this is the time of year where really the basketball world takes a giant break. Uh, as of last night, there really wasn't anything going on in the world of basketball yesterday. Uh, and today, there are a couple of games that are worth watching in the world of college basketball. Obviously, West Virginia at Texas, ESPN 2, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Texas is savored by two. I would take West Virginia plus the two. It's going to be an outstanding game. Number 10, West Virginia at number 24, uh, Texas in a Big 12 brouhaha. The game after that, Iowa State at Baylor, number 13 at number 25. Iowa State at number at number 25, Baylor. That's another big game to watch in the Big Ten. Hopefully you can hear me. Sounds like uh, the uh, the mic is kind of going a little shoddy right now. Hopefully I sound good and I sound okay. But that's really about it in the world of basketball as of today. If you'd like to call in and talk, feel free to do so. 323-642-1558 is the number. Uh, if you'd like to call in and, and talk to me about what's going on, in the world of basketball, I, I'd love to hear you. Uh, I'm probably going to be on for a little bit unless you uh, would like to call in. I hear there's an echo on the uh, on the show, so bear with me for a split second. Uh, I will find a way to fix it. Hopefully it sounds better here in a moment. I'm going to put myself on mute, and I'll be right back. I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be right back on the show. I don't know why there's an echo. I don't know why. That is happening. Apparently, I hear that there is an echo. I would recommend if you hear or hearing the show, I would recommend resetting your uh, your settings and re-listening to it uh, for I don't know why there's an echo. Um, probably going to break here shortly. Anyway, uh, Kevin Hart, let's get it going. Kevin Hart, uh, I want you to get I want you to get on here if you'd like to call in again. Phone number three two three six four two. One five five eight is the number. Kevin Hart, let's get it going, man. All right, all right, all right. We're gonna learn today. Again, not much going on in the world of basketball. Really, just a lot of trade rumors going on. Um, I hear that the Knicks are trying to get Jeff Teague still. Apparently, uh, Chris Bosh uh, could have another blood clot scare. I really fear for that guy. Uh, I really fear for his ability to uh have the chance to be uh 
healthy again. It's really scary and really sad to hear that he's going through these circumstances. Um, and I really hope he's going to be okay. Um, because again, blood clots in the lungs are really, really terrifying circumstances, uh, for your life. Uh, they could potentially kill you, uh, if it gets worse. Uh, the Knicks are making, uh, Jose Calderon and Kyle Quinn available as well. Uh, it sounds like the Cavs are willing to really move anybody at this point. Kevin Love, Amon Shumpert, um, you know, obviously uh, the Cavs are trying to get uh, Kufus. Uh The Wolves, T-Wolves are looking to potentially move Kevin Martin, and the Jazz could potentially move Trey Burke. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of discussions when it comes to the trade deadline, and that is obviously here in a couple of days. As today is Tuesday, February 16, 2016, that could potentially happen in the world of basketball, do I think it's going to happen? No. I mean, obviously a lot of these sources are coming from Chris Boussard, whereas as we know, he doesn't have any sources that are credible. Um, he just kind of throws things up in the air and sees if they stick and see if he can make some money off of it. Welcome to the world of reporting through ESPN. Um, when it comes to uh, the college basketball world, it kind of flew through what happened yesterday and in the rankings of the world of college basketball, they came out yesterday and I flew through them and I, and I kind of didn't give them their due just, uh, but here are your top 10 Villanova is ranked number one midway through February. Villanova is number one. Kansas is number two, Oklahoma, number three, Iowa at number four. UNC is at number five, Maryland at number six, Virginia at number seven, Xavier at number eight. Michigan state is also tied at number eight with Xavier. And then you have number 10, West Virginia. Look, this top 10 has is, is been crazy all year. Look, Oklahoma and Kansas at one point were the number one and number two team in the nation. Now they're now hovering at number two and three, and Villanova is at number one. Iowa in the Big Ten, who would have seen that coming with the way Maryland's been playing and the talent that they have? Virginia and UNC are the top dogs in the ACC right now. Michigan State is hovering right behind Maryland, West Virginia, and the Big 12 is behind Kansas and Oklahoma in the Big 12. It is a uh it is really a giant uh how should I say it just just poo storm when it comes to this uh college basketball top 10 or top 25, excuse me. I mean, it's really all over the place. Miami of Florida is at number 11 in the ACC. Number 12 is Arizona in the Pac-12. Interesting enough, the Pac-12 has a team at number 12, but, but they're the leading team in the Pac-12. Oregon's at number 16, and they're the only other team in the Pac-12 in the top 25 rankings. Notre Dame jumped to the number 19 spot. Louisville's at number 18. Purdue at 17. Dayton at 15. Kentucky at 14. What's really fascinating is Kentucky is ranked, and they're tied with LSU right now in the in the uh, SEC for rankings, yet LSU is the one tied with them in the conference for leading the conference yet they're not ranked so it's fascinating to see where all that's uh coming on down to the wire again we're only two weeks away from conference play i was looking at the schedule yesterday excuse me conference tournaments and two weeks from today conference tournaments will begin um on march 1st you'll see the beginning of all the conference tournaments and then obviously two weeks after that you get March Madness. I mean, and, and then after that, you get literally three weeks straight of basketball. When it comes to the college basketball world, it becomes just pure insanity. And it's already insanity from the beginning of March all the way to the end once you get to the Final Four. 
it's uh, it's really the month of college basketball, and we're coming down the stretch here. I mean, when it comes to the college basketball world, we got about a month and a half left, and it's over after that. So, I mean, really tune your dials in for the Hoopers Log to listen to what's going to happen in the world of college basketball here over the next couple of weeks because it's going to be it, – it's, it's getting down to judgment day. It is. It's getting down – to the final say and who should be in the who should be in the NCAA tournament. I mean, obviously you're going to have a lot of power conference teams. Seeing how the conferences have played out, you can make the case that the Big Twelve has been. You can make the case that the Big Twelve really has been the best conference in basketball. I mean, look, Kansas, Oklahoma. How much further do I need to go? Kansas, Oklahoma, West Virginia. That's three. Iowa State, four. Then you got. Um, then you got Texas, Baylor. That's six teams out of the Big 12. That's half the conference has teams in the top 25. I mean, we all know that they're going to get at least six teams in the tournament. That, that's pretty much what it looks like as of right now. Is it a guarantee? No, absolutely not. But are we getting close to that? I remember when the tournament – think about this, people. I remember when the tournament had bubble teams with with 11 or 12 losses. Texas is ranked 24 in the nation. Think about this. They're ranked 24th in the nation, and they're 16-9. and nine. A team that has nine losses is in the top 25. I mean, you talk about a circumstance right now in college basketball where we're going to see – I wouldn't call it mediocrity. I would call it parity for the most part. We're going to see a lot of parity in the world of college basketball uh, for, you know, for the rest of the year when it comes to, you know, going up until selection Sunday in the middle of March, it, we're, we're going to see a lot of parody. There's a lot of teams right now where we're going to see a lot of things. Still the same. I mean, nothing's really going to change drastically when it comes to what we're seeing right now. Again, 16 and nine ranked 24th in the country, Texas, 123 votes points. I should say points. And you got a team like Kentucky, who's not even leading the SEC outright, and they're ranked 14th in the nation. Yet LSU didn't even get a, didn't even get any points when it came to you know being voted in the top 25. Yet they could make the they could make the conference tournament for winning the SEC regular season. I'm telling you, man. Last year the SEC was dominantly held by Kentucky because they were clearly the better team in the in in the conference. I mean, obviously they're undefeated, all that stuff. But to see it go down to the wire like this in college basketball is a shocking circumstance. And if you'd like to call in and talk about it again, the phone number is 323-642-1558. Again, there's nothing in the NBA going on. I mean, outside of trade rumors, a trade deadline coming up here in a couple of days, there's nothing really going on. I mean, uh, you know, the, the next game that will be played is at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern, Jazz Wizards. That's the next game being played. That's on Thursday, though. That's Thursday. There's no games really being played over the next couple of days. Uh, Yawn City. Um, Anyway, that's pretty much how it's gone in the world of college basketball. Like I said, yesterday, a couple of games. Give them to you now. UAV, uh, Virginia beat NC State 73-53. You expected that to happen, and then Kansas dominated Oklahoma State, 94-67. Oh, one thing I'd like to get to before we get out of here, because obviously no one's going to call in. I'm sick. I feel like crap. No one's really in, mood, in the mood to talk about basketball today. Clearly, as no one wants to call in, uh, 323-642-1558. Episode 72 here on the Hooper's Log. No Andrew Norris today. Uh, dude's busy. 
also probably very, very out there, um, you know, when it comes to his work and his job. I get it. And also, there's not much to talk about in the world of basketball today. There's nothing – I don't know. I have no beef against it. There's no problem at all. Um, but the Grammys were last night. And for those of you who watched the Grammys, I really want to look at the uh, the results once again of the Grammys and how they played themselves out. Um, they, they were held last night. I was actually very happy with the majority of what happened in on during the Grammys yesterday. Um, overall, very, very happy, very pleased with what happened during the Grammys. Um, we saw Kendrick Lamar win rap album of the year. We saw, um, we saw uh, Chris Stapleton win country album of the year. Definitely deserving. Both of those guys definitely deserving of their uh, awards. And we also saw Taylor Swift uh, get, uh, get, get, get her honor of being uh, the most uh, over, you know, overhyped sensation of all time. Look, I don't care what anyone says. I am a Taylor Swift hater. I am. I, I, I hate Taylor Swift. And here's the reason why. Look, Taylor Swift is talented. We're not going to deny anyone who won a Grammy last night isn't talented. We all know they are. We all know people around the globe who are in this in this debate of winning a Grammy are talented. Look, I, I'm never going to deny that. But at the same time, if you've ever watched Taylor Swift live, if you've ever seen Taylor Swift do her thing on, you know, on on a live stage in public, out front, and, and then and then all you got to do is listen to her lyrics on top of it. Look, Taylor Swift is literally a a uh, a, a man-hating she's a man-eater. Like literally, she's a man-eating uh narcissistic human being who at one point, was actually a fantastic role model for girls. Now she's literally the skinniest thing you've ever seen. She grabs people by the by the you know by the by the ankles and loves them and tells them that she loves everything about them when really she doesn't. She just she kind of casts people. Is it just me or do you see her with a new posse every like every like three months? Like I don't know if it's just me, but really I see her walking around with three like like separate posses every every three months. Look. If that doesn't spell getting a cash out from her, what else is there really to really to talk about? I mean, I see Selena Gomez. When was the last time? Like, when did she actually hang out with Selena Gomez last time outside of the Grammys? Before this time of the Grammys, I didn't know that she was a quote unquote uh, bestie with Taylor Swift. I didn't know that. In fact, a year ago when the Grammys were going on or when any other award show was going on, I, I never saw them together or as friends. MTV Music Awards. I didn't see Taylor Swift with, with Selena Gomez. I didn't see them hanging out. Um, you know, a couple of years before that, Taylor Swift had another bunch of quote-unquote besties. Where are they now? Look, it's one of those things where you can almost – you can smell fake from a mile away. And for her winning album of the year, 1989 or whatever, for whatever she had associated with that, look, I'm not going to knock the fact that she doesn't help people out because she definitely does. But – the woman is is not overall. Look, people, I know what talent is from a mile away. I can see it. I, I, I'm going to sit here and tell you, I'm not the most talented person on the radio. I have a, I have a, I have a, you know, I have a podcast where multiple people listen to it on a daily basis. And I, and, and first of all, I love you for that. I really do. I don't sell out. I'm never going to sell out to make more money to sacrifice being real. Look, I'm never going to do that. 
I'm never going to do that to you and to be unauthentic to myself. I'm going to tell you how it is. And if a market wants to buy me off, uh, hopefully it would be Fox Sports Radio someday because I love them. Uh, but anyway, if, if, if some other market wants to buy me off in my show and, and make me have my do my own show or host or, or be just a radio guy on the side or whatever, I'd love to do it. But I'm never going to unauthenticate myself to fill the ratings and fill the void. Look, here are some of the, the, the awards from last night in the Grammys. Look, Uptown Funk by uh, Uptown Funk won Record of the Year, Bruno Mars, getting it done. Um, I thought it was outstanding. That was one of my favorite songs of the entire year last year. There was a point in time where that was like my jam. It was one of those songs I just absolutely loved it by uh, uh, Uptown Funk by uh, Bruno Mars was one of my favorite songs of the year, and it won as one of the songs of the year. I mean, it, and, and I was absolutely ecstatic when I heard that. I was like, yes, Bruno Mars getting it done. All right, all right, all right. You know, like I was excited about that stuff. That's some good stuff to hear about. Um, you know, a couple other songs were on were on the, you know, Blank Space by Taylor Swift was up there. Yeah, all right. Can't Feel My Face. I'm surprised that didn't get a higher voting than I thought. Um, you know, obviously album of the year, 1989, uh, you know, uh, song of the year was thinking out loud by Ed Sheeran. Good stuff there. Best new artist, Megan Trainor. Okay, cool. You know, whatever. Um, thinking out loud was also best solo pop performance. What were the other big ones? Oh, pop duo group, uptown funk, obviously. Um, vocal pop album. Now think about this best pop vocal album. Taylor Swift. Well, again, all I need to tell you is this. Look, if Taylor Swift's going to keep winning albums, it just means people are just going to keep selling off for her. Look, and, and I said this on my Facebook yesterday, and I, I deleted it shortly after because I recognized that many people would disagree because they don't, they don't understand where I come from on this perspective because it needs a longer – it needs a longer agenda and a longer discussion to really talk about. Look, if my, if my main audience, which it isn't because I talk basketball, if my main audience was 13-year-old girls – and my main audience was 13-year-old girls, and I could sell to them and tell them all the things they want to hear. Like, literally, if I could sit up here and do a motivational – if I could do motivational radio, and I had an audience of, you know, kids or kids or young adults between the age of 17 and 25 on, on how to get through tough times in your life and how to be a young adolescent. I could tell them all the things they want to hear, but it wouldn't be the truth. Do you, do you, do you see where I'm coming from? I mean, there's one thing about telling people about, about all, hearing the things they want to hear, but yet you're not telling the truth. And Taylor Swift is talented in the studio and what she does, and apparently people still buy it, which I don't understand why. But she raps. She doesn't rap. She, she sings about the same things over and over and over and over. And here's the thing. Last time I checked, I was, you know, when I first heard Taylor Swift, she was 16, about 10 years ago. She was 16. I was 16, 17 years old, too. And she was dropping about, you know, cute little things at her age and little love songs and, you know, obviously rap, you know, singing about, you know, boys. And, like that. and that's going you're, you're, that's okay to, that's okay to talk about when you are, you know, 16, 17 years old. That's cute. That's outstanding. And obviously she was beyond talented at her age. Taylor's 26, and she's slowly starting to evolve from that. Great, good, good for her. But 
it, it's one of those things where it's a little past the expiration date of really singing about the same old stuff. And I think she's evolving. I think she is, and, it, and I hope it's for the better. Really, I do. Because if people think that listening to her gossip about you know her her love life and how she hated some of the boys or didn't like some of the boys that treated her the wrong way and how people aren't being perfect or how people aren't being this or people aren't being – look, like I don't want to listen to music that revolves around that, and for some reason that still buys. But think about this. If, if her main audience is 13-year-old girls or teen young teen girls, then she's going to win most of the time because guess what? That's what sells in this country is young girls who beg their parents on what they want and generally, they're going to get it most of the time, especially if they're spoiled. They're going to get it because, let's be honest, girls are smart. Guys really aren't uh, on the most, and they know how to buy, bait their parents into getting what they want. They just do. That's just what that's what economics has shown us. When it comes to mass media and mass coverage, girls are generally the ones that watch that stuff. Just look at uh, Entertainment Tonight. Just look at you know MTV. Look at all these TV shows that are on TV. Look at what's actually on and a part of the social stratosphere in our country. Look at it. It's young girl type watching. It's drama. It's it's people sitting around a television or it's people sitting around a camera and talking about their gossip and their drama and their BS. Girls love that shit. They eat it up. They eat it up. That's what Taylor Swift is in the nutshell in her in her music. And she sits there and tries to say, "Oh, I have good messages in my." No, you don't. You just tell people what they want to hear. You do. You're not overly talented. You sing to the same beats over and over and over and over, the same pop beats over and over and over and over. There's no deep, intricate message behind many of it. No, no I'm not sitting here and saying she doesn't have any deep songs, as she does. But for the most part, it's the same music over and over and over, and you almost can't tell the difference between some of them when you listen to her quote-unquote albums. I listen to the, uh, I listen to the, uh, like the, you know, on, on Apple iTunes, I listen to the the uh, demo version of each song, and me and my girlfriend over the summer were listening to her 1989 song or her album, and we listened to the demos of each of those songs, and we're like, I couldn't tell the difference between track one and track and track 16 or track 13. I don't remember how many there are. I don't really care, but like I couldn't tell the difference. To me, that's not talent. To me, that's that that becomes a a, a feeding trough for music. It's the same thing over and over and over. It's the same exploited stuff that we see all the time. And somehow people keep buying into it. I guess people like to be generic, run of the mill people. I don't. I'm not one to be like that. I, and for those of you listening, I'm sure you don't either. And to me, what really brought justice is the fact that two three years ago, Kendrick Lamar didn't win Rap Album of the Year with Good Kid, Mad City. And thank God, Justice came to the earth. Now, don't get me wrong, Big Sean's album, Rap Album from last year was unbelievable. But I think Kendrick Lamar's album, and obviously his performance last night, you saw one of the greatest performances in musical history. I, I'm sorry. like you, you saw a guy who was taking artwork to a more in-depth, philosophical uh, civic nature that we, we need to see as a country. We need to understand through the words of not just Kendrick Lamar, but other rappers who are, who are bringing forth the issues in our country when it comes to civil rights and other issues of that nature. We need to see that, and that needs to be apparent. And, and for him to win that, 
win that best rap album of the year and best rap performance with All Right, making it more apparent because Kendrick Lamar's album and songs wrap around, they're based around God and other more important things than just, you know, uh, boys and drama, you know, and things of that nature. It, It revolves around things that are real. That's why I didn't understand why Good Kid, Mad City didn't win Rap Album of the Year in 2013. I never understood that. Now, I understood why Drake and other guys, like, I understood why Eminem got a really high rating. I understand all that. But Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid, Mad City a couple years ago still does its injustice. Go back and listen to that album. It's unbelievable. The lyrical philosophy that he puts into that album civically through through civil rights and just pure underground, uh, you know, behind the scenes, what real life is really about, coming out of the struggle. Hearing that stuff, it, it, it really opens your eyes to a whole new world. And that's what music should do. Music, I'm not saying all music should be philosophical and and, and, and blow your brain up with, with ideas and, and philosophy. It shouldn't always do that. And I don't think it should because obviously not everyone's built that way. Not everyone wants to hear that. Some people just want to listen to music to get away and just, and just, and just have it be noise in the background. And I get that. But rap, where rap, originated from was first of all to have fun pop you know bounce up and down the wall you know off the walls you know obviously rap with the purpose but rap with the flow and you know you know there's there's different versions of rap where i understand but where rap really becomes important is in the inner cities the suburbs the areas where you could say that the the uh, the light at the end of the tunnel isn't very bright for many kids the struggle is real I don't go through a struggle like many kids do in many parts of the world, but rap opens that world up to help you understand that you can get through it too. I'm a motivational person. I like to talk about motivation and and all that kind of stuff, and what rap does for me is it helps me motivate me in other ways. Whereas again, there's rap that's just that's that's mainstream. You know, Drake is more of a mainstream rap now than he was when he began. Obviously, he's starting to sell out. Why not? He's he's everything he touches is gold. Kendrick Lamar is staying philosophical and real. Big Sean is becoming more and more real with his rap. Uh, You can make the case that, yes, Kanye West, with the news he's been in recently, obviously joke about it because it's it's, it's hysterical. It is. It's funny. But the guy raps about real issues, whether we like it or not. He is a narcissistic jerk of a human being. But at the same time, his, his conversation, his... His lyrics become conversation pieces. Little Wayne in his prime, conversation pieces. That's what we want rap to become. Not all the time. Again, you got guys like NWA. They became conversation pieces. Eminem, conversation pieces. Things to really make movements in this country, to really look at the other side. That's what Kendrick Lamar really did, and he did it in a big, big way. I mean, he had multiple songs. These Walls Can Talk, if you haven't heard that song, you need to go hear it. Um, obviously, how much a dollar really cost on his To Pimp a Butterfly album. I'm so glad that album won album of the year because it has so many things in it that you need to go and hear and recognize that this country has a lot of issues. And if you're not open to those issues, then clearly you're not a very open human being because his music is transcendent, poetic. Uh, it, the, the music behind it is so deep and intricate. Is it the deepest music you can hear? No. 
Is it the greatest music? No. But when it comes to the rap genre, the genre that he is providing, it is breathtaking. It, it is changing the landscape of what rap should be. And I'm not saying it's the best rap ever. I'm just saying when it comes to transcendent, message-provoking, you know, things of that nature, Kendrick Lamar blows it away. And he makes and he makes it – he's really making a big step in that world. And it really was it, – it's true artwork at its finest. And that's the kind of stuff I wish that we had more in the music industry overall. And, and, and another one I, I wanted to mention too, I know, I know this really isn't a you know, country or music show, but considering the Grammys were yesterday, I feel like I should talk about it. Uh, obviously, the uh, best country album of the year was like by Chris Stapleton. Look. Chris Stapleton was one of my favorite uh, country artists coming into last year. Brand new, a guy who really kind of came out of nowhere, yet he blew us all away. I, I'm one of those who loves country, but I'm going to be honest. Country is turning into a very, very uh, watered-down genre when it comes to uh, message and you know what's being talked about and what's popular. It's usually all talking about, you know, the same old, same old, the sad story or talking about how hot a girl is or, 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 or uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, objectifying women and, and things of that nature and, and objectifying other things in life and, and, and being very shallow. Country used to be a very deep, prosperous genre, and, and, and it still is to a degree, but for the most part, it is not. And Chris Stapleton finally, thank God – Bringing it back, really. If you listen to that album, and if you're not a country fan, if you're just a, if you're just an Americana fan, you need to listen to that Traveler album by Chris Stapleton. I'm telling you, it's not just country. It's one of those albums that really has you sit back and think, "Wow, like this is this is what country, this is what music should sound like." And I was I bought that album about three months ago, and I've been blown away every time I listen to it. I mean, it it makes you think more and more about life just certain things that happen in your life. It has some really good hardcore country beats to it. I mean, when it comes to country, when I say country beats, I mean like lyrically just hardcore country, um, as in like, you know, uh, outlaw country overall when it comes to the, uh, the lyrical, the, the, uh, the overall music, the melodies behind it is unbelievable by Chris Stapleton. And, and I am very proud to say that both of those albums, I'm so glad that they finally won. And I understand that 2014 Forest Hills Drive by J. Cole didn't win rap album of the year. I get it. Believe me. I understand. But it came close. Um, you know, Drake's album, I'm glad it didn't win. It was not very good overall. The Pink Print by Nick Minaj, I'm glad it was it was nominated, but it didn't win. I'm glad. Uh, 2014 Forest Hills Drive could have won album of the year, rap album of the year. I would understand that. I really would have. But the Pimp a Butterfly, this is kind of a, I feel like this is a comeback from what he had Good Kid Mad City about two years ago, because I'm going to be honest, that was robbery. That was highway robbery about two years ago. That album didn't win rap album of the year. I still don't understand to this day. But the Pimp a Butterfly getting it done, I am very, very happy it did, because it was, an, I mean, it is, it is music. It is ear candy. I'm telling you, if you love rap, it is ear candy. It's one of the best rap albums, honestly, ever. And um, it's just unbelievable. I'm, I'm going to listen to it right after I do this show. Anyway, we've got about a three minutes left in the show. Again, uh, a couple minutes left in the show. If you'd like to come in and talk, 
feel free to do so. 323-642-1558. I'm hearing that there's some technical difficulties and that people can't really hear the show. Hopefully that won't be the case on the podcast. If you're listening through Apple Podcasts, I'm sure you can hear it just fine. Uh, and if it is cutting in and out, I apologize. But we're going to end the show. Well, we'll just wrap it up now. No one's going to call in. Might as well just wrap it up now. Uh, again, my name is Simo Buckets. Episode 72 is in the books. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place. Hopefully I'm not feeling like crap, and at least I sound a little better. I do feel like crap. I'm probably about to just take a nap and listen to some uh, to Pimp a Butterfly here in a moment. But that is uh, that is all we have for today. Again, watch those two basketball games tonight in the world of college basketball, two Big 12 matchups on ESPN2 starting at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern with West Virginia at Texas and then obviously Iowa State at Baylor. It should be a good night tonight in the world of college basketball. Obviously, look out for them trade rumors in the NBA. Look out for all the things that you're going to see in the news and the rumors. And don't believe all the hype with the trade deadline. Obviously, it's going to come here in the next couple of days. NBA will be back in a couple of days. It is still the all-star break time where vacations are afloat and teams are looking to wield and deal. It's going to be around. It's going to be here. It's going to be there to stay. Again, thank you again for listening. Episode 72 is in the books. Episode 73 tomorrow we'll have it same time, same place. Thank you again for listening. Have a fantastic day. I'm going to go, to, I'm going to go drink some, uh, some lemon juice, uh, some, get some garlic in my throat, uh, drink some water, some OJ, and uh, pass out and get some sleep and uh, skip on out of today's festivities. Thank you again for everybody. Have a fantastic day. Enjoy the basketball and enjoy the drink.